back to another Thursday and another episode. Kind of my goal to never get in a situation where I have to miss uploading one of these for you guys. So, so far so good. Last week the group went ahead and had a little conversation. It seems like they're going to go ahead with this whole crazy pseudo-criminal endeavor. One might even suspect that sooner or later they may actually be Shadowrunners, right? We couldn't have that happen, not could we? So you guys will get all back together. The address that Scrapper gave you to meet Morgana with is a small warehouse. Not even necessarily like a warehouse, but like a storage facility. It is a chain of these storage facilities all over Seattle. And you guys are going to be there at 8.30 that night. I will send the flashbow over just to make sure there's not like, you know, 14 people there with machine guns. You do not see 14 people with machine guns. You will ah. see that Scrapper has gotten there ahead of you. You see his car there more than you see him, so he's presumably inside. My guy looks okay. Let's head on over. When Boss meets up with you guys, she looks really distracted, but she doesn't say much, but she just sort of comes along for the moment. As you pull up outside of the little storage facility, the big door on the front of it will roll up. Imagine like a a two-and-a-half-car garage size. Inside will be a small table with some various things on it. Scrapper is sitting on a troll-sized stool. Morgana is there in a black dress. She has a small veil over her head, like over her eyes. And then in the back corner, there is a Dexter-style plastic sheet set up. It's a nice little privacy screen outside of it. Well, that's not super creepy, but I don't know what I expected. How's it going? She will turn and just kind of give you a smile. Pleasure to see you guys again. Our mutual friend here, and she'll motion to Scrapper. Tells me you've completed the task. Finished your first audition. Wonderful. Please, bring it in. Um, so I'm going to sense the area. Sure. So with one hit on your sensing test, you will notice that there is a small bird-shaped spirit. The same one you remember seeing earlier is kind of chilling. It's not inside the storage unit. It's kind of sitting outside on top of something that, I mean, being a spirit, it doesn't really need to sit on top of something, but that is where it is. All right. I'll go about unloading the van if nobody else does. Yeah, Val would grab whatever she could carry, probably the book or something like that. I would help, but in my weakened condition, I don't want to strain myself further. Val rolls her eyes. Alright, so you guys start unloading all of these boxes and things. Some of the smaller items, like the the book and the art, is you know very obvious. And She gets kind of pleased to see that stuff, and... Then you start bringing in these other boxes, and she's kind of looking at them, kind of cocks her hips and stands to the side and gets a little bit of a a curious expression across her, her veiled face. I did mention before that we should keep the explosives. Boss wants to play with them and make use of them at some point in the future. Well, that's fine. We won't mention those. But hey, we got some other stuff in this van that wasn't on the list, but maybe it was of interest. I don't know. I'd rather not be hauling it all around. Oh? My little investments have been a little overzealous in their sticky fingers. Were, were investments? Wow, everything you say, like, oddly cre- Anyway, look, we got it in the back. I'll snap my fingers. Mike, Bob, if you could, if you could get that, if you could show it to him. Yeah, Boss has the box of, with the guns uh, in, it in her hand. She steps forward and she places it on whatever surface they're nearby. Sure. As you approach the table, you will see that there's a, looks like a bottle of wine, a bottle of whiskey. Some glasses. There is a 18 by probably about 8 
There are some chairs, little quick pop-up uh, folding chairs all around it. And as you guys start, you know, moving the stuff farther in and dumping it off, you can see that there's another chair inside the plastic-wrapped area, and it looks like there's somebody sitting in it. Oh, dear. I want to take a look. I don't Yeah. Mike's not going to be so subtle. I'm just going to be curious and go look. As you look, you're going to see that it is a human male, uh, mid-twenties. He's not dressed great, but he's not, like, tied up or anything. He's just kind of, like, sitting in a chair. He's drumming his hands on his legs and kind of looking around. He's got some big headphones on, and he's, he seems to be just kind of anxious. Do I get anything off the sensing that I have? If you want to roll to sense him specifically, with four hits on your sensing test, you're going to notice that this guy's actual essence is very low. He's down numerically in, like, the 1.x area. He's got a little bit of cyberware, your standard, normal, mundane stuff. Data jack, a little bit of cosmetic stuff. He's anxious in an excited manner. Like, he is waiting to be given something he is wanting. Hmm. You can. Hmm. Okay. I'll relay that to those in the party, and then we'll kind of look at Morgana, and then look at the guy kind of back and forth, and, and just go back to moving the boxes I got. She just gives you a little bit of, like, an eye flutter and a big viper smile. You know, just kind of like she's up to something, but doesn't want to reveal yeah. it. Boss, I think, actually is going to ask, so what's with the saran wrap? She uh, gestures around the room and all the plastic. It's for easy cleanup. Cleanup of what? Expecting a mess? Not sure what to expect, but we'll find out. Did you know what? The, 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 the boss... Hobbies. Boss draws herself up a little bit. Like, she's almost reading that as a threat. Whether or not she meant it that way, she's, that kind of puts her on edge. She was about to sit down and she stops and she just kind of draws herself up and stands by the table, waits for everyone else. So, I don't know, let's be honest. We're gonna, you didn't think we'd do it, did you? You thought we were gonna mess it up? We'd get waylaid, held up, fail. Bam, delivered, with a kicker. RC, how about you, you, you let me, Explain what's happening. Oh, you want you want to take over the talking? I mean, could I? Great. I'm just gonna roll on back. Boss nod that Mary Sue. You'll hear a rumbling as the gate on the storage unit begins to close. Is there a seat available across from Morgana? She's just kind of standing, but yeah, you guys can all have a seat. Boss, I, I want to make sure that Mary Sue is positioned directly across from her. Sure. Okay. I think Boss moves to stand at like behind the chair next to Mary Sue and just sort of like leans on the back of it. She will sit. Scrapper will start to pour some wine. And if you guys start with the bottle of wine and have the whiskey there, if you guys would prefer the whiskey over the wine. Uh, Boss, she just sort of shakes her head and passes. It was just the first time she's done that. He shrugs and continues to pour for everybody. Val will also abstain for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Not salty reasons. You all seem a little tense. What? No one's tense. We did a fantastic job. This is great. We're here to celebrate. She will raise her glass of wine to you to, to clink and drink. Yes. Toaster. That's good. I have presents for you. And she'll reach underneath the table and pull out five little boxes and start to good. put them on the table. That's great, because we bought a couple presents for you. I see that, and I am... Now, don't let me say that I didn't think you couldn't do it, but I was not expecting you to 
to do it so quickly. That was, that was very, shall we say, energetic of you. Well, Mary Sue is going to kind of look at RC and go, well, we are professionals. There's a, so, a raised eyebrow underneath her veil. And so it should come as a surprise that we would succeed. And so here are the two items that you requested on your list. Mary Sue will kind of hopefully DNI to everybody. <laughs> Just give her two of the items on the list, please. <laughs> the boss has already set the revolvers on the table, so start with that one, I guess. Okay. So the revolvers and what was the other item? Artwork. So Artwork or the book? No. Leave the book behind. Artwork and the revolvers are on the table. Okay. So here are two of the items from your list. And several other items from what I can see. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Here's the two items you wanted us to get. She takes a very interested look in whatever it is you're, you're selling here. Because she feels something is up. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Morgana, but you said you would give us the sins that we needed for two items. Here they are. She'll put down the glass of wine. Yes, that was the deal. However, I feel like you're about to make a potentially dangerous follow-up statement. (gasps) I would never, ever do anything to jeopardize the business relationship we have. Do you have our sins? She will motion towards the boxes on the table. And I'm asking, what is the rating on those? Effectively be rating three sins with five licenses of your choice. And they will all have their own rating for comlinks with them as well. So I'm going to DNI to everybody. Is this the grade? Are you guys okay with this grade of sin? We didn't specify getting anything great. We just asked for sins. Val will DNI back. Yes. Anything higher is going to require blood work. These are decent. Not the best, but they are decent. Mary Sue will be drinking from her wine as this DNI conversation goes on, and she will DNI back. So, the sins are okay. You wish me to just negotiate for money, then? Pretty much. That's how I feel. Silence is acquiescence. Boss would have to look at her phone in order to check her DNI. If with uh, enough time and money, if she has access to higher level stuff, maybe we could buy it from her? I don't know. Like, not now. I don't think she's somebody that we should necessarily mess around with. I mean, I'd rather get on her good side than try to, you know, arm force something that would be maybe out of our area. I actually agree. I'm, I'm saying, could we could we offer her more money in the future? Does she have access to higher level stuff if we could provide resources and time and money? Like, this is good for now, because for now we have, like, get arrested on site, and that's super, super bad. Mary Sue will DNI to everybody. I just need you all to trust me on this, then. Val will drum her fingers on the book and say, All right, hotshot, go for it. Smiley face emoji, face emoji. Appropriate response emoji coming back at you. So, Morgana, thank you so much. These sins will be more than adequate for the two items we've managed to get for you. And... Mary Sue will take those boxes and give them to everyone. As you go to, like, grab the box, kind of put her hand out on top of the one. 
Now, when I was contacted that you had finished the audition that I set out for you, I was informed that you had three of the items. Now, maybe this was a miscommunication between you and our mutual friend over here, and she'll point the scrapper. He seemed to be of the mind that you were intending to just give me all three, and now, when I had that information, I put forth the effort to get you all these little presents that we have here. Oh. Well, that is an unfortunate miscommunication between you and your employee. But our deal was two items for some sins. We have our sins, and you have your two items. The other items we can now negotiate for, which I'm sure you understand how this works. She is holding her hand on the box as you guys kind of struggle over this, and it sounds like you should be rolling some dice at the moment. With two net successes over her, she will release the boxes to you and give you a bit of a stare down. Maybe she will collect the boxes. Wonderful. Now that our initial transaction has been completed, we can move on to new business. The book can now be placed on the table and say, what are you offering for this item? She'll hold out her wine glass and Scrapper will refill it and just kind of Sit there for a moment, sip the wine. What if I don't want it? What do you guys think you are going to do with any of this stuff? Oh, I mean, I guess we can just hold on to it. And as we develop our new fledgling entrepreneurship, we'll eventually find somebody that might be interested in it. But I don't really want to do that. I mean, like I said, I, I want to foster our business relationship. And so I'm offering it to you first. She'll shift from leaning on one elbow to the other elbow. And how much do you want for it? Morgana, I can't buy it and sell it. You didn't buy it. I know, I want you to buy it. What do you want to offer for it? I mean, I thought we had a little bit of an arrangement already. Granted, it wasn't your miscommunication. I got bad information. It happens from time to time. Well, hmm. About 20,000. Now let's be clear. He wants 20,000 new yen for the book. Yes. I didn't want there to be any more communication issues between us and our new entrepreneurial relationship. Oh, neither do I. Neither do I. She will look over to Scrapper. Scrapper will reach into his pocket and pull out a cred stick, and he will put it on the table. Mary Sue will grab it up. Wonderful. D&I, as she takes another sip from her wine glass, D&I, what else do we have as far as items? There was the... You guys said you were keeping the explosives. Yep. There is the Evo script plates. There is the jewelry case. And there is the little golf ball-sized thing. Oh, and the, the katana and wakazashi. Mm-hmm. Am I to presume you would like me to do something else with the rest of this merchandise as well? Well, I mean... You probably know people that are willing to buy it, so if you want to be the go-between in order to sell it for us, that would be lovely. Or if you wish to just purchase it yourself. I will be happy to hold on to it while I try to find some buyers. So we would get final say on the actual selling price? If I can find someone who is interested in purchasing these items. And how much are you going to take of that final selling price? Oh, I'm sure it'll just be a, a small percentage. We can work out the details when a buyer is found. D&I to everybody? Is that okay? 
That's fine with me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Mary Sue will look at Boss as if to ask, is that okay? She kind of looks back at Mary Sue and shrugs a little bit, but nods her head. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Then, if you find a buyer and you would help us to negotiate a fair selling price, yes, we would be more than happy to have you do that for us. She will reach forth a hand to shake. Mary Sue will extend her hand as she stands up to give her a firm handshake. She will also rise if you're going to rise through the handshake. Mm -hmm. After you have shaken, she will continue to hold on to your hand, and she will give you like a very serious look of, now, don't try what you tried earlier tonight. It will not go well a second time. I hope that we wouldn't have to do anything like we did tonight again. She will then motion to the box. Shall we celebrate? Of course. What do you have in mind? (laughs) She will take the lid off. Inside is a cake. It says happy birthday on it. Because this is the day that you have all gotten new sins. It is more or less your birthday. You will notice that there are three good-sized pieces missing out of it. And Scrapper will come over and start to cut pieces for everybody. Morgana, in the process, will walk over towards Valerie. And kind of, just kind of walk up to her. Val doesn't back down. Doesn't step back from her. But her body language is very closed. Her arms are crossed, and she's just got the most delightful resting bitch face. You will have noticed that the the spirit comes in and is sitting on top of a box. Now, I know that you have special dietary needs, and she'll go to kind of like stand next to you, kind of put her arm around you to, to guide you. Val resists the first step, but then goes. Now, over here I have a, a person I have found. You see? He's he's a little special, and this will be where you see that guy, and he's going to kind of focus his attention on the two of you. We're going to continue to guide yourself to him. Well, in certain circles, he goes as the candy man, because he's hyperglycemic. He has a lot of sugar in his blood. So I got them something sweet, and I got you something sweet. And she'll pull back the plastic curtain for Valerie. We can all hear this, or is this... Oh yeah, no, this is an open conversation that she is having. As this conversation is happening, Boss is like, she has her arms crossed, so she kind of turns, starts to walk towards the door. Like to outside? Yeah, it's cl- I know it's closed, I don't know if it's something that she can open. But she's basically walking away. Not like striding away as if she's upset or anything, but just like, well, this is happening, I'm going to be over here, kind of thing. <laughs> sure. Val, oh god, kind of looks at the guy, and looks at Morgana, and, like, is shaking out of nerves? She's like, you know, go on, you you two have fun. He's He's been looking forward to this. He'll stand up and kind of, like, take the headphones that he had on off and smooth out his pants, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is weird. I want to <laughs> go back to the van. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I literally have no clue what to do. Um, so Val, I guess, will, like, walk up to the guy and be like, um, hi? He will say hi, he will shake your hands, he will introduce himself, he will, you know, everybody calls me the, the candy man because, you know, my, my blood is really... Sorry, is that making it worse? And he's kind of, like, shifting his weight a bunch. Yeah, yeah, it's making it worse. So, um, new to this. Oh, no, it's super easy. here, And he'll kind of, like, come stand next to you. Like... Awkward teenagers going for their first kiss kind of thing. Oh, it's so awkward right now. 
like, Val is being just, like, what about, like, tilting her head and just, like, like taking a step back, like, I have, like, what? No, like, oh. Hold on, I, this usually helps, ready? And he's going to kind of put his hands on the, the side of your cheeks a little bit, and then he's going to kiss you. Not awkward anymore, right? This good? We're good? <laughs> and I, I totally jack into a flyby, and I'm, I want to fly over and, like, surreptitiously observe this, because it's... We're I'm in curious. a... Aren't we in a container? It's a, it's a pretty oh, big it? area. You could have easily had fly spies in your pocket, and you're like, all right, I'm out of here. This is weird, and, like, dump one out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. I'm, oh, I'm fly spying over here. If they don't hurry up and get to it, I'm going to start, like, flipping the porch light on and off. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't get the sexy shirtless troll. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no, I get the awkward teen first kiss moment. That's fantastic. <laughs> At least you didn't catch my snorting on tape. So that will be like, um, that, yes, totally makes everything better. And just, like, paramount of sarcasm. After that, like, comes to her senses, like, all right, let's just get this over with. Yeah, she's going for it. Yeah. Go for it. He will, uh, he will guide you through the process. His blood does taste really, really sweet, actually. Almost as if he ate, like, three slices of cake and his, he's got weird dietary issues. Yeah. In the process, I'm gonna need you to roll a quick composure roll. Oh, I'm sure you will. So it was four hits on poor Candyman here. You're going to feel yourself achieve some kind of connection in the process. Like, he's not like, oh baby, oh baby, but he's definitely like easing himself into you consuming the blood straight from his neck. And you feel some strange kind of connection there. You know when you hold two magnets next to each other and you feel that tension there? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Alright, that's kind of what you feel. But you don't actually, you don't get lost in the moment and then let go of one and have the magnets go thunk. Okay, I gotcha. But uh you can have dinner and dessert and everybody else is fed cake and wine. And it's super awkward for everyone. Well, there's a little privacy screen. You guys are fine, except for the fact that Richard is totally watching every aspect of this. <laughs> and Dee and I are reporting it to those who want to hear. Is everybody else eating the cake? No, Box is kind of checked out. She's still standing out by the door. Like, she hasn't left, but she's by the door, and she's, like, staring at her phone. RC is all about some cake. Cake is delicious. Mary Sue won't eat the cake. She'll just drink the wine. Gotta wash your figure. Morgana will have some cake. Scrapper will have some cake. It'll just be kind of like a little small talky. While something perhaps unholy goes on behind that screen, a couple of moments will go by, and Valerie will feel a, like a, like, tapping out on her shoulder which thankfully she got four hits on that composure roll, so... She acknowledges the tap out and, you know, detaches. Disengages. See? It wasn't... You know, kind of... Not quite stumble to the ground, but kind of like, woo. Wasn't so bad, was it? He's got a dreamy expression on his face and a dumb smile. Uh, no, that that wasn't so bad at all. Here, do you want a seat? And she'll, like, help him over to the chair. Like a sack of potatoes slumped down in this chair, goofy grin on his face, and just kind of... Like, he's pretty much stoned out of it, or...? Um, he is really into getting his blood drank, and that was good for him. And now he's a few pint low, so now it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to take a nap. 
Val makes sure he's isn't gonna like fall out of the chair and then kind of you know uh well walk out from behind the screen wiping her mouth. And everybody else is finishing up their cake. Mary Sue didn't have cake. No, you're just having like your third glass of wine or something. Yes. So is there anything else you guys want to bring up in this little uh exchange? Gonna have to ask to talk to Morgana privately. She will raise a little bit of an eyebrow and Of course, let's let's just step over here. And she'll lead you towards the back of the storage unit. You will see the briefest moment of something happening magically oriented, and then you will not be able to hear the rest of the people in here. Mike nods his head to her. I, I, I appreciate that. So during this little fiasco, escapade, whatever you want to call it, that you had us audition for. Audition, I think that's the term you use. You being a person who understands magic, you understand air elementals, you understand air spirits. Yes? Mm-hmm. Well, the site had a practicing summoner who actually conjured one, and it traced specifically to me. So they know, whoever they are that we took these items from, that I am the one that took the items. I don't know if this will come back to you or not, but I did not feel it was in my best interest to keep something like this private from you. That is certainly interesting. In what regard? Well, in the regard that... Your little elf friend over there very bold about some things that she doesn't know anything about. Now, it was an interesting situation, and maybe that boldness will come back to, let's say, be to her benefit at some point in the future. So I let her have this one. For that I am grateful. Now you, that's a, that's a little bit more of an issue. How do you suspect that we should keep them from finding you? Well, the only way that I was able to, in my opinion, protect them as long as I have is I had to separate myself from them. I let them go to talk to Scrapper with the items while I went a whole different way. Since the spirit was following me and they were magically tracking me, I didn't see it was any kind of an issue. I don't know the full details. Maybe you understand how they were doing it more than I do. I don't know. I'm presuming you are fairly more knowledgeable about magic than I am. So I'll nod to your superior experience, as you will. Well, this is a little coincidental. You asked me to look into some family issues you were having, and now you need to go away. I did find some information on your family in the process of getting new identities set up. They are not here. They are not in Seattle. Mike kind of perks up at the thought of actually still having family, and then kind of gets a little more depressed hearing they're not here in Seattle, not really knowing where to go with that. Um, So if they're not in Seattle, Morgana, where where are they? How can I get to them? She gives you a smile like she knows more than she lets on. So she'll drop the spell and kind of walk over to the table where everybody else was seated and bang a ring on the side of her wine glass. Assuming that everybody, you know, stops the, the idle chit-chat and pays it back attention to her, she'll uh, take a couple of steps back, put her hand on Michael's shoulders. Now, your good friend Michael has told me some very interesting things, some things I would have liked to have known earlier, but the past is in the past. Water under the bridge, as they say. 
Michael will be going away for a little while. What? Boss finally looks back from where she's standing by the door, like, kind of surprised. What do you mean Michael's going to go away? Why is Michael going to go away? Well, you see, he he told me about a certain magical issue during your little audition. Mary Sue's going to shoot Michael a look because he never told her about that. Oops. Well, surely, Morgana, you can smooth things over. Everything will be fine. He doesn't have to leave. And she'll shift her position a little bit and take her arm off of Michael. But what incentive do I have to not? Boss makes her way back over to the table and she says, Well, that's fine. Why don't we all just leave? We don't have to stay here. We could go with you, Michael. Then that kind of defeats the purpose of me having to leave in the first place, Boss. I told you guys that spirits are not something to idly play with. I, I, I told you this. I explained this to you. There's more going on here than any of you guys actually understand. Well, tell so, us, man. I mean, this is just, there's gotta be another way. I mean, this is asinine. There, there, there isn't. There, there's kind of two things that are going on at work here. The spirit and the mage that was powerful enough to summon the spirit and actually task the spirit, something I've still yet to understand how to accomplish, has been able to track me down, me, get my particular features, know what I look like, where I am, to be able to track me down, to send somebody to reacquire said items. Now, in the process, you know, originally I just left you guys the van and you guys could go and drop the items off and it was a non sequitur. I wasn't by you guys. So in order to pursue that avenue, two things have come up. One, this air spirit is still an issue. It's still local. It can still find me quite easily. The other is a little more personal in nature. Yeah, but if there's a spirit after you leaving just means you're alone. Whereas if you were with all of us, we could help you. So I don't understand why leaving is the preferred course of action. It's, is it so it can't find you? Pretty much. I'm leaving its turf. I'm going away with an area that it is bound to. And Mary Sue, no offense or nothing, but you can't do anything against the spirit. You, you, you can't. I, I can't. I think the only person here who could is this lady right next to me, and I don't know what that would cost me. Us. You. And I'm not willing to put you guys in more jeopardy than I already have. Me leaving the area for a while means that the spirit will lose interest, as it were. It won't be able to find me and or track me. And by extension, you guys. So you can live a whatever they would consider a normal life now. Granted, I'm going to miss seeing that RC is now permanently wheelchair-bound, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Mary Sue will look at Morgana. How long does he have to to be gone before the spirit gives up? Well, that depends upon how overzealous the folks are and how upset they are about the things that you took, and she'll look over to the pile. Mary Sue is going to give Morgana a very dirty look. Oh, dear, don't be like that. Those weren't the things I asked for you to get. Yes, but somehow you're going to capitalize off of it, aren't you? She will put a hand to her chest as if 
Ah, you wound me. Now, I can take good care of your friend Michael here, but, you know, that might eat into the percentages when I move some of this also stolen items. Smear still look back and forth between Morgana and Michael and say, you could take all the rest of the items as long as you ensure his safety and he returns. Because if he doesn't, we're going to come after you. And damn, Skippy. <laughs> She'll look over to Scrapper. He looks a little pale for a moment. And then her attention goes back to you. Give me a day or so and I will have a, a way out of Seattle for our friend here. And she pat Michael. Probably safer for him if he doesn't tell you where he's going. I will be happy to pass along any messages he wants to send me when he gets there. I guess. I, I just think this whole thing can be solved a different way, but, you know, sometimes the man has to figure it out. Michael's got a lot of living to do. Just Boss. Oh, go on. Boss sort of looks down at the table as this, is, this conversation is going on, and then she looks back up at Morgana and she says, do you think you could put a second seat on that? Like, not to go with Michael. And she looks at Mike and she says, I need... I need to see my kids one last time in Detroit. She'll raise an eyebrows. She says, I made a dumb decision six years ago. I haven't seen my kids in a very long time. You know, you always look to the future and you think, the moment will come and you'll see them again. And that moment is slipping away from me. And I know that I can't spend the rest of my life with my family. She looks at her phone and she just sort of gives a humorless laugh. The email she received early in the day, sort of hanging heavy on her shoulders, and she says, While Boss is looking at her, her comm link, Morgana will walk over to offer a patronizing, if not sympathetic, hand on the shoulder. The look that Boss gives her when she does that isn't exactly friendly, but it's not hostile either. Sort of, I recognize that this means nothing to you, kind of thing. She says, It's a risk, I know that. But I figure we're going to have a little time. And I want to use some of that to see them once more. Even if it's just from afar. I feel like I owe them that. I will make sure that happens for you, Miss Ross. Thanks. I'd appreciate that. It'll take a little bit of time. Alright. Well, now everything is on a on a little bit of a somber note. So, I'm gonna go. Mary Sue will step in front of her as she goes to leave. She will look right at you like, I will destroy you. And she will stand her ground. She will say, his life is on you. He better return. Safely. I'm going to need you to roll your logic plus willpower. So a couple of things are going to happen here pretty quickly. Valerie's going to get a good view of this. In that the bird, the spirit, is going to kind of come down and more or less lean on Morgana's shoulder. You will also see what looks like more or less a pulse of energy go out. And she is going to step forward onto Mary Sue. And when Mary Sue doesn't flinch in the way she's expecting, you will see a second pulse of power go out. Okay. Mary Sue, you are more than welcome to roll that again. So with three successes on your spell resistance roll, you will get hit with two points of uh, foreboding. So Mary Sue, Boss, and Richard are going to kind of get this oh no bad stuff feeling wash over them. And she's going to try and not so much like tower over Mary Sue, but she will draw herself up to what seems like bigger than she is. Don't think you understand. All of your lives are in my hands. I could end them now if I wanted to. 
If you don't think that I couldn't make five nobodies disappear in the course of an evening, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. Oh, look, everyone. It turns out she's actually not the nice, sweet person she presented herself to be. Who would have thought? Boss is watching Mary Sue, and she says, Mary Sue, just let it go. Her knuckles are turning white as she grips the back of a chair. Mary Sue slowly backs away from Morgana. As she maintains eye contact the whole time until you are completely out of her way, and then continues on her exit, and then a, a couple of seconds will go by and you guys will feel the foreboding effect drop. Is Scrapper still there? He looks slightly shaken, but not like, but not completely freaked out. Well, that was an experience. Yeah, it wasn't just me that felt that, right? Mysterious sense of all dread and eviliness. She, uh, she did have a point, though. Val says, turning and dead-eyeing Mary Sue. Boss is also looking at Mary Sue with kind of a hard look in her eyes. What? You know, for someone with such a sharp tongue, you sure manage to talk your way into a lot more trouble than out of it. Boss sort of, like, knocks with a chair over at the table. It clatters on the floor. And she walks back towards the door. Mike I walks over I to did. Mary Sue. I don't think I did anything wrong. Michael, I was just trying to make sure you were safe. How is this my fault? Mike puts his hand on Mary Sue's shoulder. Mary Sue, thank you. Really, thank you. But at this point right now, it's not on Morgana's head with my life. It's not on Scrapper's head. And as of this point, it's not on anybody else's head other than mine. Okay, You were being a friend. You were being protective. Maybe not in the best of time right now to challenge that particular woman. But still, the thought is there. And while everybody else may not see it, I do see it. Thank you. But right now, for the first time in a very, very, very long time, my life is mine to do with and to, how do they say, put my neck out. Nobody else is responsible for that. Nobody. You know what? You guys, you said it yourself, Michael. You guys are really the only family I have right now. So I'm sorry, looking at Val and Boss. Sorry if I try to protect my family. Sorry. But I'm not going to let somebody try to bully us or tell me that my friend has to leave for who knows how long without affording them some kind of protection. And if I overstep my bounds, I'm sorry. Yeah, this whole thing is just a, a bad deal. I, mean, I get where you're coming from, Mike, but still sucks. It's not a bad deal. RC, what was it you were trying to tell me this morning? Get out and live a little? These things, they, what, you know, it's not the greatest, but <sighs> it's something I can do to protect you guys. So, uh, I'm going to. Because this thing's going to come after me. Well, if you guys want me to stay alive, I have to leave. So it can't find me. That's the best way to defeat something like this. Well, no, I really have some damn fun out there, man. Life isn't all just brooding and, you know, where have you been up to? There's stuff out there that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are things out there that are whiz. However, we're going to see what happens. That's all that I can do. I'll keep in touch with you guys. I'll do whatever I can to 
maintain contact. It's not going to be a question. All right, well, fair enough, man. But if I come back and you all of a sudden can't move your arms and can't move your legs, I'm hanging you from the ceiling. Ha <laughs> ha your personal marionette. Don't worry, I'm sure I'll be right as the mail soon enough. Remember, he does have drones with machine guns. I have several. Can't see it happening. I have flashbacks. I see y'all. <laughs> hey, man. Look, safe travels, all right? Stay in touch. I will, Arsene. Thank you. Boz, you gonna come over here or not? Yeah, she's not standing far from the table. Her back is turned. When Mike addresses her, she turns around and she takes a step over to him. I think she actually walks over and, like, puts her arm around his shoulder. So you're sitting down, right? Because I couldn't do that otherwise. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and she uh, kind of sort of like gives one of those sort of like casual side hugs, and she says, look, I, I feel bad that none of us are going to be there to, to help you on your way. I mean, you don't have a lot of experience out there, buddy, so look after yourself. If you need anything, you know who to call. Yeah, about the only thing that I'm going to need is for you guys all to, you know, get along and work together. If I'm going to be coming back, I want to be coming back to all of you guys, not just bits and pieces. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't know what you got going on in, I think you were just saying Detroit, but you, you guys are sitting here fighting to not let me go alone, but it's okay for her to go alone. I think you guys need to reevaluate that. Hey. She's facing a physical problem. I'm facing a spiritual one. But, um, was that a joke? Hey, y'all, Mike made a joke. Yeah, it's pretty it's impressive. A, it's, it's a red letter day. Boss just sort of shakes her head. She smiles a little bit. She doesn't look real happy, but she manages to smile. And she says, I've been on my own for a long time. You guys don't got to worry about me. That's the only reason we do have to worry about you. What are you talking about? You're not alone anymore. You got a cripple who is no longer a cripple, a non-cripple who's now a cripple, and... A, a feisty intern who's now challenging criminal kingpins. You tell me what's wrong with this picture, boss. <laughs> boss grins a little. She kind of looks at everybody and she says, I gotta be honest. If I didn't like you guys, I would have been out of here a long time ago. World's a lot simpler, a lot easier when you get away from the mess that we're in. But I'm here. And uh I guess we're gonna have to stick together for a little while at least. So I think we'll... uh We'll be here when you get back. We'll need you back for a team photo, man. We got like this weird all the world thing going on. We got a troll. We got an orc. A vampire. We got an elf. We don't have a midget. Do you mind know a midget? That's not, I mean, dwarf, what do they like to be called the person? Little. A dwarf. Person. What? Little person. Yeah, we're a regular Evo poster society here, but. What, what do you call, what do you call a little person dwarf? Is it like a dwarf dwarf? I don't know. Power again, man. I can do some research into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do RC. Alright, man, well. Buff sighs a little bit and she, like, finally pours herself a glass of whiskey. She finally has a drink. Slams it back. Slams a dead drink on the table and she says, Well, if you gotta leave tomorrow, you ain't leaving on a sad note. So why don't we take this bottle and head back to the hotel? Hell yeah! Sure. Val, come on, that means you too. You can't get away from this group any more than I can at the moment. I know you got a lot of things going on. Let's go. Val kind of like chuckles and shakes her head and she'll walk slowly. She'll kind of trail behind. She looks like she is distracted with something on her glasses. 
Michael, do you want to say a quick goodbye to anybody listening to this in the future? Most definitely, guys. It's it's honestly been some of the best times I've had in these past couple months. And uh, that that's not something that I take very lightly. I enjoy playing with each and every one of you one way or another. It's It's been a blast the entirety of the time. And, I mean, it sucks that I got to go. But, yes, I will be back. We'll be doing this again before you know it. Yeah. Hell yeah. And what about for the potential listeners out there in listener land? Potential listeners out there in this one, then. Yes, Michael is leaving for a while. Don't worry. He's going to come back. It's going to be different. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping in contact with the group one way or another. So, uh, just, uh, stay tuned and, you know, keep your ears out and I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. No. No. Is he logged out? I didn't like that song, but anyway, Jesus. <laughs> I'm totally leaving that part in. <laughs> hey, I thought you guys were saying that RC was going to stay on for a while, man. Why did he just log out? Yeah. <laughs> Good God. All uh, my bases, they belong to others. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends! You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.